0: Well, like I said, my name's Brandon Keller, for those of you who don't know me. Uh, I've been coming to this church for about 13 years now, I guess, and uh, Pastor Jeff uh, is nice enough to give me the opportunity uh, at least once a year to come up here and speak with everybody. Um, I'm not a pastor, so who knows what I could say? Uh, maybe this will be the last time Pastor Jeff lets me do this. I don't know for sure, but uh, so thankful to be here. Uh, my wife. Tawny Keller's on staff here, and then I have uh, two beautiful daughters, Stacia and Carly, and so we've been coming to this church for 13 years, and it's just a a privilege to get to be up here and talk to you guys. So we're kicking off week two of this You Talking to Me series, and this You Talking to Me series is is we're breaking down some fun stories from the Old Testament of, of just some weird interactions that happen, and so... Last week, Tim kicked off the, the whole series with his whole story on Balaam and the talking donkey. And if you missed that, you can go watch it online at sccview.net. You can watch the sermon last week. Um, and I heard, talked to a couple of people this morning, and they're like, oh, you're speaking today? I would have thought you would have done the message on the stubborn mule. Um, I don't know what they mean. I think my wife must have talked to him or something. But anyway, uh, Tim did that, so if you missed it, go watch it. But uh Today I'm going to be talking about the most famous story of a human interacting with a snake. And no, it's not the Jungle Book, it's, it's not Harry Potter. I know that happens in both of those movies, but this is the most famous uh, story and really the first interaction this ever happening. So I'm going to be talking about uh, Eve talking with the serpent in the Garden of Eden today. And this week's message is titled, How to Stop Stumbling. And this is a stumble in your walk. Whatever that walk is for you today—that walk to be a, a better husband, a better wife, a, a better student, a better employee, a, a better child, a better brother, a better sister, a better Christian—whatever that walk is—I want you to avoid those stumbles in your life because we've all had those stumbles where everything's going fine, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Wait, what just?" happened. Everything seemed to be going fine. I was on a good trajectory and everything kind of goes off path. So i want to avoid those today. So let's look at uh, the the story of Eve. A little bit of backstory before I start, in case you're new to this whole thing. God created the earth. He created everything on the earth. Uh, He created all the animals on the earth. He created man uh, slash Adam. He brought all the animals to Adam so Adam could identify them all and, and check them all out. And then God decided that uh, none of those animals were really a, a good companion for, for Adam. And so he put Adam to sleep, created woman, slash Eve, slash Adam's wife. And so Adam and Eve are living in the Garden of Eden. Everything is wonderful and tranquil and, you know, just like your lives are today, I'm sure, right? Just really easygoing and everything's going fine. But then this, this serpent comes along. And most people say, you know, the serpent is representative of Adam. Of, uh, Satan, or the devil, or evil, or whatever it is uh, that kind of impact this, this perfect existence that Adam and Eve are having. So we're going to pick this up in Genesis 3. It'll be up on the screen behind me. And it says, The serpent was more clever than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. The serpent said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat from fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat from the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden. Do not touch it. If you do, you will die. Sounds pretty serious. Um, You will certainly not die, the serpent said to the woman. God knows that when you eat the fruit from that tree, you will know things that have never been known before. Like God, you will be able to tell the difference between good and evil. So a couple things to look at in this story before we get started is, the first is, why is Eve having a conversation with a snake? I'm never having a conversation with this guy, right? If that guy's talking to me, I'm grabbing a shovel or running the other direction. I am not having a conversation with this guy. And then another interesting part of this is that the serpent is there talking to Eve, and Eve is saying, you know, hey, this is what I'm supposed to do, what I'm not supposed to do. But actually, if you read back in Genesis 2, you realize that God gave the instruction of not eating from this tree to Adam. Before Eve was even created, he'd given this instruction to Adam. So Adam had passed down this instruction to Eve, And obviously nothing was lost in translation because Eve repeats the instruction back to the serpent, says, no, 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 we can eat from any tree, just not this one. But I think it's interesting that Eve kind of got secondhand information here, but yet it it didn't quite stick. And another thing to be clear of is we talk about the fruit of the tree. This isn't like magic fruit. This isn't the apple from Snow White or something like that. It's not like this this one piece of fruit is some piece of magic or something. This is really the understanding of God told them to do this and not do this, and they're going against God's will. It doesn't matter what's on the tree, it's the fact that God said don't do this and they're doing it anyway. So whatever that is, we have to be careful of that going against what God says. So how do we learn from Eve To stop stumbling in our lives. What can we learn from this whole story of Eve dealing with the serpent of how to stop stumbling? And this number one on your outline is this. Identify negative influences. Eve should have realized the serpent was a negative influence in her life. We often stumble because we listen to negative influences. Either either directly or indirectly, a negative influence impacts the way we think, the things we do, we have to be so careful of that and identify when that's happening. Eve knew the right thing to do. She knew, do not eat from the tree in the middle of the garden, but she did it anyway because of that negative influencer that convinced her to go against it. And so often we're affected by negative influences by peer pressure. And I know when I say peer pressure, you guys all think of like, oh, teenagers face peer pressure and all that. Adults fear or face a ton of peer pressure also, right? We all have this keeping up with the Joneses. Do you have a car as nice as your friends do? Do you have a house as nice as your friends do? Is your job as good as your friends? Is your family as good? Is your Instagram pictures as good, right? You have all of this peer pressure on you that can create a negative influence in your life. Like, you know, you might have that friend who's like, hey, I know you gave up drinking, but we're all going to the sports bar to watch the big game. You should come with us. That's a negative influence. You're probably gonna make a decision you shouldn't. Or, hey, I know you've been on this diet, but we're all going to ice cream after service. You wanna go to ice cream? Yes, I am always down for ice cream. Always down for ice cream. But, you know, maybe it's the friend that's like, hey, I, I, I know you're having a hard time paying your rent, We should just go shopping though. You know, shopping would make you feel a lot better, right? That's a negative influence. I have this friend in my life named John and John and I have grown up together and John and I are both really into cars. And so John's mission in life I feel is to send me as many Craigslist ads as possible of cars that I may be interested in purchasing someday. It's like, I'm trying to stay on Dave Ramsey's budget here And John just keeps sending me other cars I should be looking at to purchase. If you don't know what Dave Ramsey's budget is, you should look into Financial Peace University. It's a group we offer here. It'll change your life. But you have those negative influences on you, and sometimes it's friends, sometimes it's family, but it is a negative influence, and we need to identify when that's happening to us. Maybe your influences, negative influences, aren't people. Maybe it's the internet. Maybe it's what you're watching on TV. Maybe it's the movies you're watching. Maybe it's the radio station you're listening to. If you're a shopper, maybe Amazon.com is a negative influence for you. Because everything's prime now, man. I mean, you can get everything two days or less. It's ridiculous. Maybe your negative influence is arguing with people on the internet. This is actually a thing. People spend their time getting all worked up and arguing with somebody on the internet, on a forum, on social media, whatever, some person that doesn't affect them at all that they've never met and will never meet, but you get so worked up arguing with people about stuff that doesn't even matter. I struggle with that myself and I have to like take huge breaks from social media and some of the forums I get on and stuff because I can get into this huge negative spin over something that really doesn't matter and some person's opinion that definitely doesn't matter in the big scope of things. So we have to identify those negative influences in our life. Um, Because if not, they'll cause us to stumble. So if we identify them, we won't stumble over them. Like the great philosopher of my youth, G.I. Joe, used to say, knowing is half the battle. Right. So just knowing that it's a negative influence will definitely help you. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, do not be misled. Bad Company corrupts good character. And not the band Bad Company. They are fantastic. They are... Is anybody else confused by the fact that they're the only band in history that has a song is the same name as their band? That's the weirdest thing. It's like Bad Company presents Bad Company. It's the strangest thing. I've never heard another band that has the same song. Anyway, um, I get distracted easily. So, anyway... Make sure your friend group is not bad company. Make sure it's somebody that's going to create good character and you not destroy your good character, corrupt your good character. And maybe you're looking for some new friends and you've met some people here at the church and you're like, I sit next to this person every week but I don't really know him very well or whatever. Well, we have an event coming up on July 28th called Pump It Up where we come out here and serve the community and, and invite people to church. It's really fun. We buy down the gas at the gas station and stuff that is a great event to come hang out on a Saturday. You can sign up on your connection card. You'll get to meet and chit-chat and hang out and just get to know people. So if you're struggling with, you know, needing some new uh, company around you, that's a great way to be able to do that. Or maybe, maybe on Sundays, like you leave here, you're like, woo, exalted, feeling good, like let my light shine. And then you go to work on Monday, you're like, I'm going to do it. This is going to be an awesome week. And then like Thursday, you're like, I hate people especially these idiots I work with, right? It's like, you ever notice that? You can like feel great and then it's just like, so maybe you need like to join a group that meets on Wednesday nights so you can get that little recharge that you need to get you through the week or something. So maybe look into a group of, of people you can meet with during the week so you don't have to do it yourself all week of trying to, to shine that light all week long. Proverbs thirteen twenty says this, it says, become wise by walking with the wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. I don't know if you guys ever hung out with some fools before. Yeah, I see a lot of nodding heads. Maybe you brought that fool with you today. Thank you for that. Maybe you married that fool. I don't know. Don't point. Don't make any comments right now. But I've hung out with some fools. And let me tell you, it... It hurt me, it, it created some problems in my life. I felt like I was on a good move and then it kind of starts sliding down. So watch who you're hanging out with and watch out for, identify those negative influences in your life. So it's summertime and something always comes along with summer and that's summer vacation. Who here has gone on a vacation so far this summer or has one planned in the next couple weeks still? Eh, pretty good amount, the rest of you need to go on a vacation. Um, I didn't really get to go on a summer vacation this year, but my family and I got to go on a spring break vacation. Um, And so this was kind of the first year where uh, my oldest daughter, Stacia, is in college, so she actually didn't get to go with us on vacation. It was kind of a weird deal. But my youngest daughter, uh, Carly, brought her friend Lauren with us, and and it was great. There were still four of us and all that. And so we're going to Myrtle Beach. I got us a condo by the water. This is gonna be fantastic. We got a week in Myrtle Beach just to hang out, relax, get sunburned, and, and just eat food. It was great. So I'm kind of organized about timing and how long everything's gonna take and, and and how we're gonna get there and kind of schedules and all that stuff. And so I don't know if I'm the only one, but like, I have a time that I want to leave for vacation by. It's like, all right, we are leaving by 9.30. Does anybody else do this? Yes. And then you never, ever leave at that time, right? But so I'm like, all right, 9.30 in the morning, we're leaving. We're pulling out of the driveway and we get in the truck and we're all loaded up. We got snacks and we're ready to go. And I look and it's 9.30. Hallelujah. We're leaving on time. It's five hours to Myrtle Beach, roughly. We'll stop for lunch stop for coffee, all that. We're good to go. So about an hour in, we're like, oh, time for coffee, because Dad's sleepy and all that. So we stop at uh, the the normal coffee joint and uh, pick up some coffees or frappes or whatever it is they're doing there nowadays. And we drive for about another hour, and I'm like, oh, time to unload coffee. So we stop at a rest area. stop at a rest area so we've been on the road a little over two hours maybe two and a half after we stopped twice or whatever and so i'm like oh we're probably like halfway there but i never remember the turn to like go to myrtle beach and i'm sure there's signs but i'm i need to know exactly like early i don't want to get surprised so so i'm like okay well I'll, I'll check in a little bit so we drive a little bit further and so i'm like okay well i don't remember where the turn is for myrtle beach exactly so as we pull into chattanooga Yeah, yeah. As we pull into Chattanooga, I pull out my phone. And I'm like, uh, Google, where, where's the turnoff for Myrtle Beach? How much further is it? And Google says it's seven hours to Myrtle Beach from my current location in Chattanooga. Hmm. It's only five hours to get to Myrtle Beach. Why would it possibly be seven so I guess I had gone the wrong direction. Um, so I didn't, I didn't believe Google at first, so I pulled up my Waze app. It said the same thing. So I'm like, all right, well, what's the fastest way to get there? And it's like, oh, well, you need to turn around and go back down 75 to 20 and then go out 20. I'm like, nope, nope, there's no way I am turning around two hours, two and a half hours and driving the the way I just came to get there. My, my pride, no way am I, am I turning around. So I'm like, well, what's the next fastest route? I mean, we're on the way. It's got to be close. So we punch that one up, and it says, yep, yeah, if you just keep going here through Tennessee, and then you go through North Carolina, and then you drop back down into Georgia, and then you cut over to South Carolina, you'll be there in about seven to eight hours. I'm like, yep, that's the route we're taking. So we had a beautiful drive, uh, very scenic. The, the Route 20 is boring. I mean, if you go through North Carolina on the way to Myrtle Beach, it is beautiful. Uh, you go through the mountains, you go along the river, it's really nice. Uh, we stopped at all the scenic lookouts and stuff. So 10 hours later, <laughs> into our dream vacation to Myrtle Beach, we got to Myrtle Beach. Not a story I'll live down anytime soon, unfortunately. (laughs) But here's the thing. I just knew where I was going. I just knew. I didn't need to look. I didn't need to check MapQuest. I I figured after about halfway I'd check where the turnout was. But I knew exactly how to get to Myrtle Beach. i have been to Myrtle Beach. Nope. (laughs) Don't know how to get to Myrtle Beach. (laughs) And then I could have just turned around and went back the way I came and Probably would have got there a lot faster, saved my, my family some anxiety, because we ate all the snacks in the car after 10 hours. <laughs> we were out of snacks. Um, I could have saved them some anxiety, but my pride would not let me turn around. There is no way. Have you ever been in that spot where you're like, nope, I'm not going back that way. I'm, Whatever it takes, we're just moving forward. That's how I felt. We're just moving forward. So that leads me to number two on your outline today. And it's this, you have to identify pride issues. If you're not going to stumble in life, you need to identify your pride issues. Where do you have pride issues? Just like my trip to Myrtle Beach, pride can lead you in the wrong direction. You may think you know what's best, but that is not really what's best. So if we go back and look at our story and continue on with Eve and the serpent, it says this in Genesis 3.6, it says, The woman saw that the tree's fruit was good to eat and pleasing to look at. She also saw that it would make a person wise. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. So Adam's standing there this entire time. Eve is talking to the serpent. Adam is heard directly from God Do not eat from this tree. He told Eve, do not eat from this tree. Eve repeated it. I will not eat from this tree. Here, you want some fruit? (laughs) Eve saw an opportunity to gain wisdom. She saw a shortcut. Her pride told her, I need to know as much as God does. Why does he get to know everything? If I eat this fruit, I'll get to know everything too. That's a pride issue. And Adam, to his defense, they're standing there together, naked, and Eve says, you want some fruit? Adam's like, you know I want some fruit, girl. Come on. You are naked, give me the fruit. Right? It's like, a man will do just about anything if his naked wife asked him. The answer is always yes. It's just like, whatever. Fruit, sure, whatever. Right? So... pride. Pride will cause you to stumble. Pride will cause you to make a bad decision, to go against what you know is right, regardless of evidence, regardless of ways telling me to turn around and go back the other way. Pride would not let me turn around and go the other way. We had to stumble through a 10-hour drive to Myrtle Beach instead. Do you have too much pride to to listen to a friend when they're trying to give you good advice? Do you have too much pride to listen to a family member when they're trying to give you advice? If you have too much pride, it will cause you to make selfish decisions that could hurt those that you love, those that you care about. Because you'll make a decision based on what's best for you, not what's best for the group, for those that you love. You have to be so careful of this in your decision-making every day and identify when you have a pride issue. I used to put my financial decisions ahead of what the family's financial decisions were. Tawny's trying to run a budget and do everything right, and I'm like, ooh, I'm going to buy another motorcycle. She's like, wait, what? I'm like, I deserve it. That's a pride issue when you're making decisions that could hurt those that love you. Or maybe it's not people that... You love and they love, but you're making a decision based on pride that's impacting those around you negatively. Like that one guy on 285 that always waits the last minute to move from the fast lane to the exit and like slows down and blocks every lane of traffic as they move over because they're too proud to drive up to the next exit and turn around. You ever been behind that guy and you're like, what are you doing? They've decided that they're Whatever they're doing is more important than everybody else on the freeway at that point. Right? That's a pride issue. If you're that person, shame on you. That's a pride issue. Pride will make you take your family the wrong direction on vacation. It is terrible. And let's be clear. Being confident in who you are is different than being prideful in who you are. I'm all for self-confidence. If it wasn't for self-confidence, I couldn't stand up here and talk to you today but I can't be prideful about who I am or what I think I know or what I think I've done. Confidence is different than being prideful. In Peter and James, it says the same thing. It says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And many believe that pride is the root of all sin. Every sin that you could commit comes from a pride issue because you're deciding what's best for you rather than what's best for everybody around you. The serpent used Eve's pride in, huh, you don't want to be as smart as God? To trick her into eating that fruit. In Proverbs 16, 18, it says, Pride comes before being destroyed, and a proud spirit comes before a fall. I don't want you to stumble and fall because of your pride. I don't want pride to destroy you. Pride is what got Satan kicked out of heaven. He was an angel. Pride got him kicked out. Pride is a huge issue you have to identify when you have pride issues. And I know pride is what caused me to stumble for so much of my life. Before I came to this church and got saved, I struggled with pride way, way more than I do today. And I still struggle with pride, trust me but I really struggle with pride, and I don't want that to affect you. So I have a next step for you today, and it's on the back of your connection card. It says, I will be less prideful in my decision-making. Check that box with me today, and just be mindful of the decisions you're making this week, and are they made out of pride, or what's best for those that are around you? So for 30 years, I wasn't listening and and was making bad decisions because I was making prideful decisions. And I had wisdom coming from friends and families and other places, and I just blocked it all out. I just kept blocking it all out, no matter what. It was always about this, like, I got this, God. I I got this, don't worry about it. And so the last thing we need to do to, to avoid stumbling in our life is number three on your outline, and it's identify God's voice. You need to identify God's voice in your life and what, when is he speaking to you and what is he saying. And if we continue the story of Adam and Eve, this is after they've eaten the fruit and they've received all this wisdom of the knowledge of good and evil. We pick it up in Genesis 3.8, it says, "'Then the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking in the garden. It was during the coolest time of the day. They hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden.'" But the Lord God called out to the man, Where are you? He asked. I heard you in the garden, the man answered. I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. I feel like this sums up every person's relationship with God at one point or another. God's calling out to you, Brandon, do this, don't do this. And I'm like, I'm either ashamed or afraid or too prideful. I just block that out. Just, just shield me from, that, from God's voice. I don't need to identify God's voice. I got this. So we have to be so careful to be able to identify God's voice and act on that. And as I kept saying, you know, I got this. I, I got this under control. I don't need God's help on this. I got this. I was struggling so hard and stumbling on everything I did, just making bad decision after bad decision. And if you feel like you keep making those bad decisions after bad decisions, maybe you need to identify God's voice for the first time in your life. Or maybe, maybe you heard it when you were a child and you've kind of surrounded yourself with negative influences and prideful issues, and, and now you've kind of blocked it out. Maybe you need to open yourself back up for God's voice. So there's a prayer on the, back, on the bottom of your program called the Prayer to Become a Christ Follower. And if you want to hear God's voice, For the first time or again in your life, you can pray that prayer with me. And if you decide to make that next step, you can uh, check it on the back of your connection card just so I can pray for you this week. Because I made this decision 13 years ago, and it completely changed my outlook on life. So we have a memory verse that we kicked off last week, um, that Tim kicked off. Does anybody remember the memory verse? Ah... Nobody's remembering the memory verse. Anyway, um, Proverbs 3.6 says this. It says, listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Focus on that this week. Remember that God's voice, listen for it in everything you do. Identify God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one that will keep you on track. Adam and Eve got kicked out of the Garden of Eden because they wouldn't listen to God's voice in everything they did. So let's recap. How do we, how do we stop stumbling in life? First is we need to identify those negative influences in our life because they're out there. I'm sure as I was going through the list, you had of a couple you thought of. It's like, yeah... Maybe you shouldn't listen to Fox News on the way home any day. It's a negative influence. Maybe CNN's a negative influence. I don't know. But what is that negative influence in your life? The next one is identify pride issues. Where are you putting your own self ahead of everybody else? Where are you not listening to wisdom? Where are you just unable to hear God's voice because of that? And then the most important thing is you have to identify God's voice in your life. And maybe you can't hear that still small voice because you, you're just blocking it out, but maybe God needs, you to, needs to be able to speak to you through reading the Bible. Maybe you need to read your Bible more. And I know it's difficult. I'm not a good reader. I'm super slow. And so I use this app called the YouVersion app. It's fantastic. It keeps up with where I'm at. It has all these little daily devotionals. It's, it gives you something every morning you can look at. It'll even read it to me because... If I'm lazy, I can just listen to it in the car. It's way better than listening to anything else in the car. I just listen to the Bible app in the car. So if you're struggling with reading the Bible, use the Version app. It's fantastic. So I just want to close today with my, with my favorite verse. The, the verse that kind of, for me, listening to God's voice, this is the reward for listening to God's voice. And it's, it's Jeremiah 29.11. And it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. That's the reward for listening to God's voice. God has a plan for you. A plan to prosper you. Not that negative influence that's in your life. A plan to prosper you. Listen to God's voice. Identify God's voice and let him prosper you and raise you up today. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. God, thank you that we have this church and these people around us, God, that can just help us not stumble today. God, let us all take a moment and just reflect on those negative influences and realize how we might need to block those out today, God. God, speak to us about those pride issues that we're all struggling with. God, let us identify that thing that we're just unwilling to talk about and, and admit, God, but just speak to us about that today, God. And God, let us listen for your voice. Let us let us identify your voice when you're trying to give us a wisdom and advice, God, today. God, let us block out the words of fools and bad company around us, God, so we can focus on your voice. God, if there's Someone here today, God, that needs to hear your voice for the first time. God, I I hope that they have the courage, God, to read that prayer today. To ask you to be the Lord of their life, God, so that they can hear your voice and stop stumbling through their walk of life. God, thank you for this great church. In your name we pray. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website